This is Passing for Normal, conversations with authors, artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm Sharon Weil, author of Donnie and Ursula Save the World, the funniest book about love, sex, and GMO seeds you'll ever read. But mostly, it's about everyday courage and what it takes to get there in your own personal, even unconventional way. So join us for fun and insightful discussion with some very inspirational people about how to turn purpose and passion into action, while at the same time, passing for normal. Welcome to Passing for Normal. I am so pleased to have as my guest today, Amy McCaffrey. She's the one person you want to call when your whole life is changing in a big way, when you move to a new house. Amy is a professional mover and organizer extraordinaire, but more than that, she is part psychologist, part tactician, and part comedian as she walks, sometimes drags you through every part of moving from one home to another. She's been doing this work for over 18 years through her company, Creative Moving and Organizing, formerly Creative Order in Los Angeles and the Bay Area. There is no one I know who encounters more people in change than her. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) So this show, Passing for Normal, is all about change, and so I'm really enjoying coming at their angles. And like I said, no one encounters people undergoing huge change more than you. Well, you know, I might have to agree with that for sure. I mean, it's because, you know, when when people are moving, um, the the change has already, most of the change has already happened. Um, because something, people don't move for no reason. You know, there's something big has already occurred in their lives that has now caused the move. And so the move is really just the result of something that's that's changed inside. And, and when I say inside, I mean, you know, it can be an outside thing like marriage, uh, divorce, career change, you know, death of a spouse. I mean, we, we've seen it all. It's just people are in constant flux. And oftentimes that means they've got to change locations. And when they do... Um, really where they're moving is inside, and we're just kind of like dragging their ship. <laughs> you know, we're like, you know, we're just like catching up their stuff with them. Um, but, yeah, so we so we try to help facilitate the the change in, you know, in every, in every way um, and make it sort of seamless so that they can deal with the emotional part of it um, more easily. And then we just get their so, stuff you know, there and set up. On those scales that they have of, like, the most stressful events, the ones that you're describing that people are going through uh, that's creating the need to move, all way up on that scale, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'll tell you, you know, some people, it's not it's, it's not even about moving. It's about, um, God, it's even hard to talk about it. But, you know, sometimes people aren't moving, but, you know, I have sat – with mothers who have lost a child and help them clear the room out of that, mm, of that, mm. or the child's room. And it's, it is a powerful, it's, it's heartbreak. It's bad. I mean, it's, I don't want to say bad. It's, 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 it's hard. It's very, very hard. And so they're not necessarily moving, but it's an enormous change that has happened for them. It's very painful. And we have to sit there, um, you know, I have sat and let them have that space um, and, and help them, you know, make decisions, 
you know, as easily as I can. So <laughs> that's tough. But, I, I mean, I don't want to drag this whole thing down. I mean, but I'm, I'm just saying not everybody is moving. Some people are just organizing. Some people are just, you know, they've, they're fed up with the way they, their office doesn't work or whatever. And so, you know, I go in and try to set up a system for them so that their life is not just constantly putting out fires. You know, they get to be more productive. So, Right. And so what is it? I mean, you know, you say that these changes are happening first or the need to change is happening first and then the stuff follows behind or the or the um, reorganization of stuff happens behind. I mean, you've seen so much of this. What What is your observation about the relationship of personal change to the environment? Um, the environment meaning... Your home, explore. Oh, the, oh your, your home, okay, the place your, you your live. immediate environment. Well, yeah. um, the, the relationship that people have to stuff, and this is what, you know, a lot, when we come in in the beginning, in the very beginning, I help people purge, um, purge out the stuff that they don't want or doesn't um, reflect who they are anymore. And, and that's hard for people sometimes. They're like, well, this is a perfectly good thing, and I don't want to just throw it out. And I have to explain to them. We're not just throwing it out. You know, we're we're offering it to people who this type of thing is more relevant to them now. For instance, you know, women who are trying to come off drugs or get their kids back and they need, you know, uh, to set up an apartment for pots and pans and things like that. And then and it shifts. It just changes the relationship between my client and their stuff. So now it becomes something that they're actually contributing out into the world to help other people as opposed to I'm just throwing this perfectly good thing away which usually is coming from a voice of, you know, a critical parent back there saying, well, honey, you know, you paid good money for this. Um, so, that, you know, that, that's, that's how I kind of like, not to use a psychology term, but, you know, to sort of reframe um, what the process is about. And then they're kind of running around looking for things to help these women that are trying to set up apartments, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a relationship. And I'll also, you know, try to sort of invite them to think of it in terms of, you know, these are the things that you've, been and now you're becoming um you know get excited about who you're becoming and bring into your world the things that are relevant to support that not the things that you have been that may or may not i mean that might they might be perfectly good things and they may have been relevant to you at, at that at that time but you know as change change occurs we need to we need to like create an environment that reflects it and supports it and so that's what I try to help people do, too, just in terms of doing it and also in thinking like that. And it helps them get rid of stuff. Well, you've also said to me in um, terms of reorganizing or cleaning out a closet or, you know, reorganizing an office that um, you have to make the room first. <clears throat> you have to create more space first for the new thing right. to come into, right? Can you talk right. a little bit about that? Yeah, um, so I think what people do is they uh, they run out and they try to buy a bunch of containers, you know, like organizing accoutrement that is what they envision their, you know, like, oh, this is going to be perfect because, you know, the marketing strategy for those products make it look like, oh, my office is going to look like this if I buy these things. And they run out and they buy all those things, but they haven't even looked, they haven't gotten a, a mental inventory of what's really in the office and how they want it to function. So. Um, I think what you're asking me is about the the how to uh, – typically I'll ask 100 questions, maybe not 100, but a lot, a lot of questions about how people want their office to work. And 
what I find is that when people call me and say, I'm so disorganized, and, you know, and I have to say to them, well, if you were totally disorganized, you wouldn't call me. I don't get those phone calls because those people don't know it. You know what I mean? Because they're living in chaos and they're completely yeah. disorganized inside, and it kind of like it kind of cancels itself out. So they don't really know yeah. that they're disorganized. It's the people that are organized thinkers who are living in chaos that call me because that oh, is like incongruent. Like me, like you, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly like you. <laughs> so. So, uh, you know, so they call me. So, what, you know, what we really are trying to do is, so in my questions, when I'm asking them this, these questions, um, I, in the answering of the questions, they reveal their logic. And mm-hmm. once I can understand that, then we can build a system around that, around their natural way of understanding how things can go in order, how they, and sometimes they don't even know that they're revealing these things. They're just answering the questions. And I have found that they know the they know the answers to the questions I ask, but they don't know the questions to ask themselves, and that's that's where the gap mm. is. So, uh-huh. you know, I try to ask them all of the kind of questions that you know, if this were if you're sitting in this office and it's working beautifully, you know, where are you reaching to get this, and where are you going for that, and what's going to happen here, and what needs to be near you, and what you know, where does this need to be? How's the lighting? Can you want to see outside, or is that distracting? It you know, it's things like that. Um, and they answer all of these questions, and sometimes it's just about how their life works and how and what their kid, you know, how their kids' schedules are, and and then we set up a home office that literally wraps itself around their natural way of being. Instead of me coming in and trying to, to impose some system and then teach it to somebody, you know, because then I get the phone calls at eleven o'clock at night because they can't find something, you know. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So I'm really protecting myself. <laughs> Um, no, but I do. I do find that people, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I did help you at one point. And I remember that. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I did so, eventually right, get the phone I, call. And, yeah, I can't stand to pack, and I, and moving is one of the more uh, stressful um, experiences that I can think of. Um, but it comes so easily to you. Why is that? Um, why is that? Oh, I know why. I bet it's because I love to, um, it's like a three-dimensional puzzle that you get to work over and over and over again. Um, Hmm. it's the, it's, it's, first of all, like with packing, it's not just about getting stuff in a box. It's really about understanding how you want it to come out of the box. It's just like organizing, really, because in Mm -hmm. organizing, we start from the end. It's like how you want it to look, and then we work back from there, and we build it to that place. So when somebody's moving, I, you know, I I ask them, either ask them about the new house, or I look at the new house, and I say, okay, how do these rooms translate from the old house to the new house? And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, they've had a bunch of toys and stuff in the living room, but they really have a playroom now. So it's about it's about categorizing and consolidating things into places that then have the destination rooms on the boxes so that they all end up in the right place because you don't want to drag boxes around your house once you get there and the movers put them in. And the movers don't care where it came from. They want to know where to put it down when they get there. So we always have to put the destination room on. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that it's like a big logistical puzzle that it's it's like it's like it's like, I know it sounds like a little bit dramatic, but it's kind of like art. You know, we're sort of, we are we are building a picture at the new house that functions the way they want it to function. 
based on the pieces we've got at the old house. And that's fascinating to me somehow. I don't know why. It's just fascinating. And the packing process is a part of it. And sometimes when we have, like, the absolute perfect fit, it's like a, like a Rubik's Cube kind of, you know, thing. And we get the perfect fit in a box, you know, it's like, oh, it's a job perk. It's a job perk, you know. <laughs> you know, um, that's just, you know, it's it's a it's a simple it's a simple thrill, but you know, no thrill is cheap, as they say. So anyway, so that I think that's why I like it. It's like a big puzzle, and it's also helping people. And I'm a, a savant when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, you know, as far as like puzzles and, and that. So anyway, well, puzzles, but I'm, also you know, you love people, and you love helping people, and you um, are fascinated by people and what. Uh, makes them work, and and uh, and you, it's like you're sort of a counselor of sorts. Um, like you, you know, using the example of a woman whose child had died and helping her uh, move through one more step of grief by by helping her do what is so hard to do, which is, you know, move that stuff along. Or, you know, in the case of a divorce. Um, you know, helping your component of helping that situation move on. Um, yes. Uh I have um I mean not to go into my own background, but um I've I have had um some very sort of dark, um, terrifying um like I had an injury as an infant and it and it caused these like night terrors, these things these horrible terrifying dreams and um and i have sort of battled that my whole life so so there but what it gave me was an empathy for people who are afraid and um Mm -hmm. and i can't i mean somebody that's afraid looks like an injured animal on the side of the road and and i have to have to like do something about it and people are typically afraid when they're moving because it's you know they're shifted they're going from one place to another in themselves in the world and you know whatever um i think people are more afraid of their own feelings around it than they actually are of the new place and the new thing. And, the you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not in physical, necessarily physical danger in this new house, in this new place, but what I'm afraid of is that I'm not going to like it or I'm not going to, what if I hate it and what if I, you know, I'm not, I'm going to make bad decisions and then I'm going to be blamed for something. And then it gets into this whole sort of swirling, you know, maybe I've paid too much, maybe I, you know, um, and so, what I realize is that that's where they're that's where they're spinning. It's not about you know their stuff going from one place to another. So try to give them the space, and I try to you know I try to put people at ease when they're moving because it's like oh you do get excited. You Let's you know we don't have to be afraid. Let's call it excitement, you know, and and they get to like do the fun stuff and set up the kitchen and you know and we we do all the labor on that. But um, you know I try to let them do the fun stuff, and uh, you know people I really think that people most people are just afraid of being alone in some sort of process. And so I try to be the one that walks in and says, look, I got this. You know, this is going to be fun. We'll have a good time here. So, you know, let's let's get excited about your new place and let's get your stuff there and let's set it up and make it really cool. And, you know, and then people relax. They relax and it's like, oh, okay. I forgot that fear is only one of the emotions, you know, <laughs> and it gets up front in, in, in the way of everything else if you let it. Um, so yeah, I just try to put people at ease and help them be excited about their about their move, even if it's for a reason that's you know painful, like a divorce or whatever. Um, you know, it's about yeah. again, it's about yeah. becoming. 
Well, you know, in this exploration of change and seeding change and meeting change that, that I'm doing here on this podcast, I'm realizing that you really can't talk about change without talking about fear. Right. You know, it seems that people, maybe it's human nature, maybe it's our culture, you know, um, but we often meet uh, the unknown, which is right. change, right. with fear. Right. And I know that sometimes, you know, for some people, your home environment is your nest, it's your safe place. And so sometimes we can deal with other kinds of changes and fears within the safety of our own nest, right? But when that nest is changing as well, and again, if it's for reasons that are also big upheavals, you know, there's right. just, there's a lot of fear that gets present. Um, yes, and it also puts people in a place of feeling, you know, like I've said before, it's like a it's like a place of feeling like a helium balloon that somebody has let go of the string and you're like, Whoa, 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 who's got me here? Um <laughs> because that's where you know, when you you your stabilizing force is so many times that you you know, people just say, I just wanna go home. I just wanna go home, I just wanna go home when they get afraid. And um if that home is like in flux somehow, then that's a very unstable feeling. Um and an out-of-control sort of feeling. And I'll tell you this. I've, I've probably done over 800 moves, and I bet 98, really? 98% of the yeah, about 98, 99% of the time, people, when you strip them of everything that defines them on the outside and there they stand exactly who they are, become very endearing people. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time, now you get an asshole here and there, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yep. But of course, you know, because that's life. And, you know, the odds are over hundreds of moves that you're going to get that one, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But we do extraordinary places, huge square footage. I mean, enormous houses, really, really, I mean, just tons and tons of money. And um, and I I have to tell you, I was in a um, I was in a bathroom in a 26,000 square foot house, um, like packing out the the, all the cupboards. And um, and I opened the medicine cabinet drawer, it was a mirrored medicine cabinet drawer, and when I did, there was a, a sticker in there, like a post-it, and it said, remember to breathe today. I mean, that is so endearing to me, you know, that somebody <laughs> at the very, very top is like terrified every day and has to remember to breathe. So, <laughs> you know, we, we always want to, you know, hate the people that, you know, are like multi-billions, you know, but... It, you know, they're just the scares the rest of us. And believe me, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. I've seen scary, and it's not getting your shit from one place to another. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, so that I have confidence in. And I think we all just want people around us that are confident in what they do. Um, I mean, if i got a plumber coming over, I, w- I don't want him to come in and say, oh, my God, I don't really know what's going on here, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> a bathtub full of shit, and you're, like, going to tell me you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but so many people feel like they have to move on their own. Like, you know, yeah. why should I hire somebody? I mean, unless you right. need a mover to, you know, take your stuff like someplace far away. Most people think, oh no, no, I have to do this myself, or I should do it myself, right? That one, I get that one a lot. People are like, well, I don't know, I just, you know, I really, I, then they then they start self-flagellating over, you know, the fact that they really should be able to do this thing. And I have said to them, you know, here's the thing, you go, you know, during the day, you go away and do what you do. And 
I go away and do what I do. And it, whether it's being a mother, whether it's being um, a producer, whether it's being a plumber or whatever, that's what they do. This is what I do, you know. So I've got all the equipment. I've got the know-how. I've got the knowledge. I've got the, you know, repetitive training over and over doing so many houses. They all, it, it, there's a pattern to it that happens that, I mean, maybe I could fix my own toilet if I, like, got a book and tried to figure it out. But I can go to work and, you know, do make better income to pay somebody to do it than the aggravation of, trying to do somebody else's job. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's just what I I have to tell people. You do things better than I do in many, many areas. But this I got. I mean, this thing I got. And I love it, and I love doing it. And you don't have to do it alone. Yes, it's scary. It can be scary. So um, I ask this often of my guests, excuse me, what the change is that you are uh, working towards in the world? Um, <clears throat> yeah, what is that? Um, really is, is that I am trying to start with, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I think I'm actually <laughs> starting with, you know, trying to be the person that goes out there and spreads um, calm and love and laughter and, you know, I just try to, you know, I try to do that. And, I, and oftentimes I do it one move at a time. I just help, I'm, I'm trying desperately to help other people transition to better places in themselves and to help them understand that, you know, it can be scary, but it's a new, it's a new scary, you know. It's not the old stuff that just keeps recycling itself. This is like a new thing. And the opportunities for it to be awesome are just as even more likely sometimes than for it to be like not. It's just, you know, our default thinking takes us to a place of fear so many times. So just, you know, question that and and realize it can it can be different. In fact, I mean, do you have time for like one quick thing? Or are we, is that it? Because I want oh, yes. to tell you. Oh, you're okay. asking me if we have time for one quick thing? Of course we do. Yeah. So, so when, when I um, was fighting those horrible, horrible nightmares, um, I, I remember um, I, for a year, um, I did, you know, I was literally like emotionally paralyzed at one point um, in the early 90s, and I, I did yoga every day um, for a year with a friend, and she kept saying, set your intention, set your intention, set your intention, and then, you know, we meditate on it and everything, and my intention was, dear God, please help me not be afraid to make a move, help me not be afraid to make a move, help me not be afraid to make a move, and I did it for a year, and I repeated mm-hmm. this mantra, and I repeated and repeated, and then, boom, the earthquake happened in 1994 and um, in Los Angeles, and um, and we got rattled around like rats in a cage, and it was scary and whatever, and um, can I make reference to you here, Shannon? Yeah, go ahead. Can I make Okay, and um, I happened to be, um, can I say I was living in your guest house? Do we need to, well, you already do did. We need to cut that? Okay. You already did. All right. Uh-huh. And so I was living in your, <laughs> in your guest house, and, um, and you know, we just, like, pulled it all together, and we put stuff back on shelves, and we, and, you know, somehow in all of putting our little places back together, you said, Amy, you know, you're like an idiot savant with this, and you need to help other people organize and, like, and, and transition, and I, and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, anyway, so then you hooked me up with some friend of yours, and, uh, you know, off we went, and, uh, and then I, and then I, so I just, like, got inundated, overwhelmed, started hiring friends to help me, 
and it just became I accidentally suddenly had an actual company and um you know so what I'm saying is is that probably five years into it um, I had 17 women working for me and it was this like fabulous you know hand holders of the moving industry kind of thing and uh, I realized oh my god I prayed for a year help me not be afraid to make a move and now I have a moving company are you freaking kidding me <laughs> I mean this is I didn't quite mean like so literally you know I mean I, didn't, I wasn't trying to be that literal you know but here's the thing you know the answer to that request to the universe to the higher whatever self you know that request was answered in the fact that every single day I was walking into people's homes who were standing up and walking into the unknown and were afraid and were doing it anyway and I got to watch them do it I got to watch them be okay and that is how I got less afraid to make my own moves in life I mean talk about the answer coming in through a back door, you know, it's just like, wow, I could not have orchestrated that any better. Well, that, I got referred to somebody else that referred me to here, to referred me to there, to referred me to there, and to referred me to eventually the woman that I moved to became my wife. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. where would, it, it, so, you know, what I try to offer people in transition is, this can be the thing that takes you exactly where you're supposed to be. And it can be the thing that if it doesn't take you right now where you're supposed to be, it's just a room that opens up more doors. And then you just go through another one of those doors. And then you go through another one of those doors. And when I help people organize, I set up a bunch of boxes and I call them dump, donate, send to Aunt Margaret in New York, move to the new house, trash, you know. So when people touch things, it becomes a multiple choice question. Boom, 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 boom. It's just, it's easy. It's less thinking. And I try to do that with my own, you know, with my own, like, moving forward. It's like, how do I make this? less scary. You know, I can say, you know, I'm going to do A, B, C, D, or E, and any of them will still lead me back. It's like a flow chart for me. It's like it'll lead me to the to the next place I'm supposed to be, but I have to say yes to things. I have to, I have to say yes. And in fact, the woman that eventually, go ahead. The woman who eventually referred me to the person who referred me to the person who referred me to the person who I moved that was my wife, um, I almost yes. did not return that phone call. Because she she sounded a little scary on the phone, <laughs> um, and I wow. almost did not return that phone call. But wow. I decided, well, eighty percent of life is showing up. You know, somebody had said that to me, and so I called her back, and then it opened up huge things for me. So I, you know, wow. I don't know. I'm sort of talking around in a circle, but I get well, a little you bit excited. are you your story is an inspiration, and you are an inspiration. And so now I'd love for you to share with people how they can get in touch with you, how you could work your magic for them, help help them walk through uh, the unknown. Um, so how can people find oh, you? Oh, how to get in touch. Uh, Amy, uh, and my, my website, my, my company is called Creative Moving, and you can find it at creativemoving.com. And um, that's, oh, I guess I could just go ahead and get my phone number, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. My phone number is 323-997-8888. And, um, yeah, and that's that's that. And, 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 you know, when people are moving, when they're just organizing, uh, when they're moving in with somebody that don't want to let go of their old apartment quite yet, I can help them with that, like Donnie did with oh, her like your book, in yeah. fact. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people do that. They're just not ready to make the full move. So, you know, we, we help them. Set up two places um, and just, you know, whatever whatever it looks like, 
We ask a bunch of questions, we get your answers, and then we know how to build it. That's really what it comes down to. Whatever it is, it can be anything. Except fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, Amy. I've Thank so you. enjoyed our our talk, and I think that people who are listening have um, will glean a lot from it. So thank, thank you, you so much, and thank, thank you, you so much. for passing for normal. Which you thank you very, very much. much. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, and thank you for for including me. This has been passing for normal conversations about seeding change in the world. To find out more about author Sharon Weil, go to PassingForNormal.com. That's Passing, numeral 4, Normal.com. Donnie and Ursula Save the World is available in paperback, Kindle, and soon to be an audiobook at DonnieAndUrsula.com. So go out and do something brave today. M. Earth and I thank you.